What's up, Chuckle Fox? What? <laughs> you never heard that term? No. You never heard that... of the term of Chuckle Fox? Not that I remember. Oh. oh. Uh, what's up, folks? <laughs> Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I'm your host, Liz. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. There's a cat. Uh, she's not in the stream. You gotta pan a little more. Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, there's a cat. There we go. Stunning. She's basically eating her tail. Oh, good for her. Okay. So, this is Impact. Impact. Happy Impact. This was a this was a great show. This was a bop and a half, a bop to the top. One might even say. Impact consistently good, consistently. Yeah, um, I. Uh... I was just going to say, this was a, oh boy, yeah. a lot happened. Even a lot after, of destruction. oh yeah, a lot of destruction, a lot happened, a lot of story. And especially after like last night's Dynamite, which was fantastic, this wasn't any, this wasn't a letdown at all. This was still great. Yeah, I, I kind of, like in a weird way, I expected them to like, kind of like want to do something. But, like, what they did was fine. It and was good. It couldn't really do anything because this was taped, like, a month ago. Month or You're two. right. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> I don't think they can go and re-edit it <laughs> the day of. <laughs> well, howdy. Uh, but, yeah, really great show. We had uh, Josh Alexander kicked out of the Team Impact. Um... Connor from the Ascension showed up and got squashed by Josh Alexander in five seconds. Had no business. And Big Con is Connor and Impact. He's named Big Con. Um, so good. Um, Macklin really wants to join the team. That's like kind of the the carrying story through this whole episode. Was like Macklin really wants to join, but no one in Team Impact can trust him scott's not even sure if he wants him added um and then uh we get diana peraza's open challenge for either of her titles the ring of honor women's championship or the reina de Reina's title um and santana garrett um answers the call it was a pretty decent match um then we get um Chelsea Green versus Mickey James, which is very short. Um, they're teasing Caleb with the K, joining the inspiration. Um, we got a lot of Bullet Club and Violent by Design and Good Brothers story. Um, we actually hear Jay White this week. Just some really good stuff. Um... Then we get OGK versus Rich Swan and Rhino. I thought it was Rich Swan and Willie Mack. I thought they were just doing his tag team. That's why I have Willie Mack on the graphic. But that's an egg on my face. That is. Um, Giselle Shaw debuted at um, BTI. Her match will be happening next week. And then we finally got Brian Myers versus W. Morrissey. Um, which was a hell of a no DQ match. Um, well, and I should also mention that that with uh, the suggestion of Ian Riccoboni, uh, Macklin joins Team Impact. Mostly because Chris Saban was like, "Well, beggars can't be choosers." I was like, "Yeah," and I love Eddie Edwards' fucking argument made no sense. He's like. You're not Impact. Like, we made this company. You didn't. But he wanted Gresham. Gresham is not Impact. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that. But I saw somebody suggest maybe Riccoboni wanted Macklin to join Impact because he knows he can sow some seeds of, like, distrust and chaos and maybe Riccoboni's pulling some strings for Honor No More and is really behind them this whole time. Wouldn't that be something? That would be so good. 
That'd be wild. God, Ian Riccoboni, heel turn. <laughs> what, what was the name of his uh, co-commentator? Oh, fuck me if I'm supposed to remember. I, I, I knew it at one point. I don't know it now. I can't remember his name, but he should, he should come by Impact. Caprice Coleman. Thank you, Marion. Caprice oh. Coleman should show up and, uh, <laughs> and fight Ian Riccoboni. <laughs> it's so good. I fucking love that. Actually, I think that'd be that's that's the fight I want to see. Yeah. All right. So, you want to talk about some news? Yeah, not much of the news. Um, some WWE news. I mean, we did just cover um, the news yesterday too. Right. Um, WWE news. Um, Samu. Uh signed a uh what's the word a nostalgia contract with wwe a nostalgia contract yeah um i don't know what that means i think it means like we own you but you don't have to wrestle for us Maybe and we'll like, still give you money like we have your likeness we can use it for uh, yeah. video packages and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the vibe. Um, and Tony Khan uh, had to shoot down rumors that he is not running for Congress, which I guess is a rumor that cropped oh, up. Yeah, because uh, he was is, is like a driver of his, like an Uber driver or something, took a selfie with him and he was like, here with a future congressman of Florida, Tony Khan. <laughs> I read that because I saw that tweet. I was like, wait, that's really weird. Is he yeah. running for Congress? <laughs> that's fucking funny. I love that. He'd be like one of the youngest congressmen in Florida. <laughs> Tony's like, you know what? Owning a soccer team, a football team and a wrestling uh, promotion is not enough. Honestly, just like <laughs> try and get everything done. <laughs> and be a nice person while at it. <laughs> Tony's like, he's got so much shit to do. Can't sit down. Can't sit still. Yeah. He's Which, not I mean, speaker, he's he is one of those kinds of guys that cannot sit still, so you maybe it's for the best. I respect that. I'm not gonna go so far as to say I respect Tony Khan, but he is something. He's something. He's a dynamo. Mm -hmm. That's the word. Um, if we're if we're comparing him to other wrestling promoters, then he's definitely one of the better ones. That's a comparison you can make. Mm -hmm. um, also, and the last piece of news I had was just some interesting stuff that Kyle O'Reilly had to say. I wrote his name the way I used to write it for my notes, which was just Kylo. Oh. Hmm? No, Kylo O'Reilly, which <laughs> it's because there used to be a band called Rilo Kylie. And so I just, but I just wrote it down like that. And because I've only had three hours of sleep, I read it and I was like, well, I don't know who the fuck this is. You should just type K-O-R. I want to do it my way. <laughs> okay. Whatever. So, um, he just did an interview where he was kind of talking some shit about NXT 2.0. It was uh, with Renee, Renee Paquette, I believe. Oh, was it? I think so. Yes, I think. it was. Yeah. Um, basically, he said that um, he said in respect to the locker room, he said the AEW locker room is full of the guys that I came up with in this business that I've been friends with for years. There was a lot of that in NXT too, but it seemed like every couple of weeks I would look around at the locker room and it was getting decimated. It wasn't a very good environment. I guess at that time I wanted to follow my heart where I'm going to be happy and utilized. And then he said that NXT has an underlying problem which is that um, he said, I think people in wrestling are really rare in the sense that you really, really have to love it. I think that might be an underlying problem in this new NXT. And that's referring to all these like random ass people getting pulled from gymnastics and football mm -hmm. to be wrestlers. Yeah. Which fair enough. Yeah. It's, it's an understandable complaint. Um, and not only that, but like, 
pulled from their sports and immediately thrown on TV. Yeah. I think it's a bit much. Um, and I don't think that he's wrong. He's not. I, think that, I, I also think that's got to contribute to a shitty locker room environment. Oh, absolutely. And people who don't understand... Because a wrestling locker room is not like any other sport. Um, I, I can imagine like going from like a basketball or a... a um, um, I'm trying to think of other other sports that people are coming from. Football, because Braun Breaker. Because um, like Lash Legend came from basketball, Braun Breaker mm-hmm. from football. I, I imagine it's nothing like those other sports, so it's a whole new environment to get used to, and you're just thrown to the thick of it, and it affects the people you're working with. Yeah. I and I, I just also think that like there's a lack of common ground, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a dance. It's not a competition. And a lot of athletes might not understand that. Yeah. Um, I'm just happy that he's where he he wants to be now. Yeah, I am too. I am too, and he, and he seems like he's having a good time, even though he has, he's only had one match so far. Yeah, what's going on there? I was just wondering about that. I don't know. Bobby Fish was on Dark recently. Don't know what's going on. Well, with he Kyle. did just have a kid. He did oh, just have he a kid. he did. He did, that's right. Okay. I keep forgetting that he had a kid because I keep forgetting that he had anybody else in his life besides his dog. <laughs> so many so many wrestlers are having kids, so understandable. True. Um, it, it, that, those comments do make me feel bad for like people like Pete Dunne, I feel like. Like people who like still stick around. Yeah. And they don't know if like they want to. But I'm it, not gonna like pass on, judgment. On the flip side, people like Pete Dunne are very necessary because you need those veterans to help these newcomers come in and and get used to the environment. Um, I I just wish it wasn't happening on TV and we didn't have to watch these people develop. I understand it's a developmental brand, but there's a difference between, um watching people develop their characters and watching people learn how to wrestle. I don't want to watch Tiffany Stratton learn how to wrestle. I'd rather watch her uh, get her character ironed out. That's like going to like, you know, like how like at like college hospitals, the college kids kind of like they, 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 the students will kind of like study you, but they're not exactly the ones that are like doing everything. That's like going from like, somebody who's like on their doctorate like knows some shit coming in and advising situations versus like freshman year he read one textbook he's here yeah (laughs) yeah and and i i also don't want to discredit like the knowledge these athletes have of wrestling because i'm sure a lot of them are fans and and they might have grown up on it yeah but Um, also being a fan is different from doing it I grew up watching baseball, and uh, you don't see me on the Yankees, even though I'd probably be better than most of the Yankees. Yeah. It's like if you learned how to play baseball while playing in the major leagues. Yeah. Which is what they're doing. <laughs> um, but that's for a different time. That's for April when I can be mad about that stuff. Um, uh, yeah, so that's all the news I had. Uh hope that is satisfying i don't know what i'm saying okay (laughs) all right i'm cracking under pressure man um is that all the news we have that's what i just said oh we're both on it today well neither of us slept last night so that's probably why elizabeth made a stupid mistake and had to watch the cat all night and suddenly yeah. it was about 7 a.m. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to bed. Elizabeth left a uh, empty chocolate ice cream uh, thing open on the coffee table where the cat likes to lay sometimes. And we were worried that she got into it while we were out of the room. Um, Guys, I'm working on the I'm working on the attention span stuff. OK, I think it's um, more than just the attention span. Well, no, because I know exactly what happened was mm-hmm. I 
came in here after the show. I put my laptop down with the intention of going back into the living room, grabbing my trash and throwing it out. And then I guess I got distracted by literally anything else in here and then completely forgot to go back. Um, but I paid the price. I stayed up and I watched the cat. The, uh, Mark the, stayed up for a little bit. The cat is I stayed fine. Up cat is clearly fine. She is sleeping. She did not touch jack shit because she's a good girl. Yeah. And she doesn't eat shit that's not hers. Well. Unless it's cheesy. That's different. She, she likes noodles. She wanted to eat my sushi today. That was fish. That's different. She, she eats fish. How is she supposed to know that she's not supposed to eat that fish? There's something else she wanted to eat of mine today. I, I can't remember. She's all I've ever seen is she's stolen a noodle from mac and cheese. It's right. She's stolen a noodle from your plate once. Mm -hmm. It was different. It had like red sauce on it. Oh, and right. she's stolen a noodle from uh, mac and cheese once because At Thanksgiving. She is a cheese fiend. Yeah. She literally cannot help herself. Yeah. But she's fine. But anyway, um, so let's dive into today's impact. We had Josh Alexander come out and start the show, and they are building this guy up to be the biggest, biggest babyface, not just in Impact, but the biggest babyface in the entirety of professional wrestling. This dude is going to be more of a babyface than Hangman and Brian Danielson, or, or Daniel Bryan in WWE. Uh, so, he comes out. He says, after the last few months, I've talked a lot about the world title. If anything uh, means more to me than the title, it's Impact Wrestling. This company gave me an opportunity when no one else would. I will be damned if Impact falls for honor no more. I'll be proud to stand with my brethren. There's another match at February 15th, or February 19th, a world title match between W. Morrissey and Moose. Every time I bring this up, Scott comes out and I need to keep my emotions in check. Somehow, I am composed enough to fight for the integrity and future of this company. That leads me to think if it's my behavior or something else. I'm proud to stand arm to arm with Impact's best, but right now, but right here, right now, in this ring, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Excuse me. Uh, whomever comes out of No Surrender as champion, I'm the guy waiting for you on the other side. Not another thing standing in my way. After No Surrender, I am officially invoking my... And then Big Khan comes out, and we were all so confused, like, who the fuck is this guy? And they're throwing another guy in Josh's way, but uh, Josh says, I know why you're here. I'm not waiting till next week or later tonight. I'm doing this right now. Get a fucking ref out here right now. And they, they had to bleep a lot of what Josh said. <laughs> Josh was uh, on something else today. Uh, and then we get Big Khan versus Josh Alexander for like five seconds. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, do we really though? Um <laughs> Connor gets a lot of hits on Josh, but Josh hits him with a chop block and uh throws him into the heel hook and uh That's that on that. Yeah. Um I I think they did the the best job uh with uh that like like throwing in another legend or not legend but another person in the way of Josh because it's somebody that's like oh people know him and he's very intimidating but he's not somebody who would suffer so much if Josh wipes him out in 5 seconds yeah also it's like so strange Josh Alexander wears like his singlet and I'm like that's a big man mhm mm and then Josh wears like his like little red jacket and his jeans and I'm like that's just a guy it's just some guy. Okay. <laughs> it's so weird to me. I don't know why. Meanwhile, Morrissey comes out in the same pants and shoes every week. He had different shoes on today, and they were very nice shoes. You're right. Normally, he wears Timberlands. Yeah. Today, he was wearing, like, something else. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, security breaks up Josh. Uh, Josh lays out security, and then Scott Demore comes out, and then Josh lays him out, too. Uh, he says, I didn't come out here. Oh, no. Scott says, I didn't come out here uh, to talk about emotions of the world title. What I came out here was just to reminisce. There's a lot of water under the bridge. I watched you grow into a man. I watched you come up the independent circuit. 
You had a career-ending injury, but you came back better than ever. I remember sitting in a Greek pizzeria with one of my best friends in the world. She told me she met a new guy. We know that was your wife, Jen. I was standing there cheering when you guys got married. I was happy for both of you. Josh, I've been there for every big event in your life. Standing in this ring, just me and you, is just deja vu. We stood in a ring like this one. Uh, we were talking about how you're the biggest free agent in the world. And I said, no, you're not, because I picked up papers and I said you weren't going to be the best wrestler nobody ever heard of. You were going to be an impact star. You signed your future world champion. It became that, and we made it all happen right here, and we did it together. My question is, what do you want, Josh? And Josh says, screw the corporate BS, or screw the fucking corporate BS. I need guys that care. I need you out of my damn way. I have worked too damn hard to let everything I've worked for blow up in my face. Every time I close my eyes, all I see is my wife and son in tears laying o over top of me after Moose took my championship. I'm going to be the world champion and face of this company. I'm going to carry this company to new heights. I will win it for my friends, my family. I just want to see the look on my son Jeff's face when I win it. Uh, Scott's like, that's the goal. And Josh says, I don't want to hear it. Let me make this clear. I am done with the process. If you, if you don't want me, or if you don't give me my well-earned world title rematch, you might soon get the hottest free agent in pro wrestling. Uh, Scott says, I'm sorry, Josh, but you're out of line. You're out of the match at No Surrender until you get it sorted out. I'm sending you home. Josh says, after all this time, you don't get it. Impact Wrestling is my home. You're going to have to drag me out of this ring. Scott says, Josh, I've got a world of respect for you. I love you. I'm not dragging you out because I know you have to continue uh, to be a professional about this. Say goodbye to these fans because you're going home. Damn. This That's, was a lot. That that was, like, there was no need for that to be so good. <laughs> Scott DeMore can cut a fucking promo. He's, he's um, the best GM on the mic. Yeah. Which is why if William Regal went to Impact, they'd be, it, it would be over for everybody else. Um... This th this was just like a lot. It was. They were they were cutting some onions with the whole, especially when when Scott was talking about how he's been there at every moment of his life. Like, was with his best friend in a pizzeria, talking about this guy she just met. Man, fuck up. <laughs> so then we get um as as Scott Tamora is walking backstage. He runs into Macklin. Macklin says, obviously you need another member for Team Impact. I have a lot of unfinished business with them. Scott says, well, you haven't ingratiated yourself with people around here. I'm going to let the team choose his replacement. And then Deanna Perrazzo comes out for her open challenge. Uh, and that is against Santana Garrett. And she chooses the Ring of Honor Women's Championship to fight for. And Santana Garrett... She, I honestly, I'm not gonna be nasty. She looked pretty good. She, yeah, she did look pretty good. I never liked Santana Garrett that much. Um, and maybe it was just because like she had like that weird like kind of like ringleader. She's gimmick. also a Trump supporter, but oh, wow! And in terms of in ring, she's fine. Well, here we are. God damn it! Anyways, <laughs> allegedly. Can I shit? allegedly. All right, sure. Um, so we get a wrist lock on Perrazzo. Uh Santana gets sent to the apron. Diana forces her into a split and then drop kicks her off of the apron. Um, and like Garrett's like, oh, ow, my legs. I've been forced into a split. And I was like, you went down so easily. I know you're capable of it. Yeah, this was not painful is. for you. Mm -hmm. Like if you if you force somebody into a split, they're not pulling that leg back. Yeah. If I get forced into a split, you might hear something tear. It won't be like my pants. <laughs> um, Perrazzo ends up going to break the arm of Garrett. She wants the Fujiwara armbar, but uh, Garrett fights it off. We get some forearms to Diana, and then like... I, I, 
an inverted crossface. Uh, Matt Raywalt called it a flipped over crossface submission hold on Perazzo. It's like a bridging crossface. I yeah, it was like um, Penelope was Ford's move. Right. Yeah. Um, it was cool. Yeah. Um. Then we get a super kick to Deanna. Uh, Deanna, however, takes a DDT on Garrett and turns it into a Koji clutch. Um, Garrett tries to pin Praza through that. Cannot get it. Praza, let's go. She then like fucking like clobbers Deanna with like a left hand. Yeah. Um, Santana then gets. Uh, hmm, let's try that again. Yep. Santana goes off the ropes. Uh, she's put into the Fujiwara armbar. Uh, Prazo then pulls Santana into like a really weird cover and uh, Deanna wins. Uh, but it didn't look like the ref had been counting the whole time. Yeah. It was very confusing. It, it was it. very confusing because like Deanna ha- had Santana in like move, but then she transitioned it to a better pin. But the ref was still counting as if, um, as if like she kept that move well he took like a second and paused but kept the the same count so he just instead of resetting the count he goes just to three it was very weird um sorry as my charger falling so then we get uh team impact with scott damore Scott says, nobody gives more leeway to talent than I do. I'm giving you the opportunity to pick a partner, or I'll pick one for you. Um, I think Eddie says, if I can't, if it can't be Josh, it should be Jonathan Gresham. Scott says, I have a world of respect for him, but have you guys talked to him? Um, and then Rich says, we'll take care of OGK, then we'll talk to Gresham. And then we get Chelsea Green versus Mickey James. A very short match. Yeah. Um not my favorite match. I knew from the moment that this was a um not for the title that it wouldn't be very long. Yeah. Um a lot of it was a we started with like a lot of lockups. Um it's kind of like a war of attrition type deal. Uh Mickey tries to break Green's arm again, which is fucking bold to do. Uh, eventually, we get a baseball slide and a big back elbow to James. Chelsea goes face first into the canvas. Chelsea goes for the Amperdeer, but doesn't have any luck. Um, hits a neckbreaker on Mickey, sort of stealing whatever Tasha's move was, uh, because that's what Tom Hannafan said. Um, Tasha then gets up on the apron with the intention of throwing in like a trash can. Um, she tries to interfere. She doesn't successfully really um well, she, she does distract she throws in the entire ass trash can did she throw out the, the entire trash can or just all the trash there there was a whole ass trash can that went in the ring before she even entered the frame like immediately she, a, a trash can was hurled in and she was still holding a bag or something and then that's what she tries to smack uh chelsea with gotcha um So Tasha gets Chelsea to come to the apron and then Savannah pulls her legs out from under her, sending her spine first into the apron, which was kind of painful looking um, and DQing the match. Yep. 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 Yeah. But this will probably, do we get a tag match with these four yet? Oh, wait, no. Are we getting that next week? Can't remember. I don't remember what the card looks like. Uh, I don't remember either. It would make sense. Yeah. Yes, I think we are. I think we are. Okay. Um. So then we get an interview with Bupinder Gujar, and he says, Bupinder. "Yeah, I, I I meant to say that, but my mouth said otherwise." Um. He said, "It's great to be here. I worked so hard to get here." Uh, he he talks about all the other championships he has in other in other fighting competitions. He says I left my family to come here and live my dream. I'm glad to be presenting India, representing India and in Impact. I'm here to be the best. Raj Singh comes in, 
And he's like, hey, Boopinder, didn't you see me last week? And Boopinder walks out and he's like, I came to the ring and you walked away. Uh, <laughs> I kind of feel bad for Raj. Like, I know he's a heel, but like, he, he looks like he's trying to just have a friend. Yeah, because Rohit Raju left and now he's got no one. And then as, as Boopinder's walking away, he just shouts, call me Boopinder. <laughs> like come on give the guy a friend it's painful you can be his friend without being his teammate makes me kind of sad yeah then we go backstage oh, that was already kind of backstage but we get um Caleb with a K and the inspiration uh, Cassie says are you enjoying the gift we got you and Caleb's like uh, yeah, it's not. it doesn't have everything I wanted but uh, Billy uh, Jesse says, "What have you been taking pictures of?" And he's like, "Just you know, selfies." And they they offer uh, for that for him to shoot them. He says, "Nah, I can't." And they they play the "We got you a phone, you owe us" card. Yeah. They start taking some photos. Uh, Madison Rain then walks in and asks, "What what are you doing?" <laughs> and Caleb says. They were trying to seduce me. I was taking photo evidence. They are Jezebels. <laughs> and Madison says, you don't work for them. You work for the influence. And I feel like Caleb is going over to the inspiration. Very soon. Um, yeah, I don't think that the Jay Vidal thing worked out very well. Yeah. So I think that's probably the vibe. I've also seen his name show up in some indie shows. So he... he you know, might have other plans. That's true. Um, all right. So then we got Bullet Club in the ring. Jay says, Bullet Club is here and Switchblade is back on impact. This time I didn't come alone. I brought a couple friends with me. Uh, Tango Loa gets on the mic and he says, Thank you, Jay. Your future Impact World Tag Team Champions are here. And you're asking yourselves, what do you mean by future tag team champs? I think the crowd understands what he means by future tag... Because the match has already been announced for No Surrender. I think the crowd knows. Um, and Jay says, We all know the Good Brothers are some of the Silver Bowl Club's biggest fans. But Violent by Design are even bigger fans because obviously Good Brothers recruited VBD to be in their own group. Then Violent by Design comes out and Eric Young says, Recruit? We don't know each other personally. I'm Eric Young, the leader of Violent by Design. It's weird if you don't know each other personally because you guys have a match at, at a pay-per-view. <laughs> Very weird. Uh, this is what a real family looks like. We are not some wannabes clinging onto something that was cool 10 years ago that you didn't create. Uh, I don't live in the past. I don't worry about the future. I live in the ring now. Look at my face. I'm telling you that ring and everything here doesn't belong to you. It belongs to us. And Jay says, so you run things here on Impact. That's cute because Bullet Club has been running the pro wrestling world for a decade. It doesn't matter the company. Bullet Club is always on top. Well, I would, uh, WWE. <laughs> um, if I remember correctly, Taiji Ishimori and El Fantasma just lately were very much on the bottom. Yeah. Although Evil, Evil's uh, he got he's got two titles. So there's that. He's Bullet Club, right? Uh. Uh. That's it. Uh, there we go. We found him. El Phantasma hasn't been seen in months. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> El Phantasma is still at the airport, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Let's try to find another metal plate for his shoe. Um, but Jay continues. Uh, I understand we inspired you. You want to create your own version of Bullet Club with Violent by Design. Problem with that... BBD is not Bull Club because Eric Young is not Jay White. You are not the last rock and roller. 
You are not the man that single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden. You are not King Switch. Madison Square Garden. I think that's the Ring of Honor uh, New Japan uh, Super Show, Super Card. That effectively, potentially ruined Ring of Honor and, and their, uh, not their career. A lot of people say that that's what ruined Ring of Honor's chances of being successful because New Japan completely like overshadowed them in the whole event. Gotcha. Uh, uh, he says, you are not the first belt collector or the leader of Bullet Club. I am. And at no surrender, you can go one-on-one -on -one with me so I can show you what it's like to breathe with the Switchblade because it's still my era. Uh, Eric Young says, that's nine days away. That's too long. Why don't we do that in seven days? Six-man tag match. Jay says, I love that idea, except for one detail. Seven days is still a long day, long, long wait. Uh, Bullet Club is here now, and you're here, so we can do this right here, right now. And then that idea was thrown out the window, I guess, because Good yeah, Brothers they... come in. <laughs> no one ever addressed that again. <laughs> I don't think that was scripted. <laughs> I just love the idea of Jay just talking to fucking talk. Yeah. He, he probably knew Good Brothers were coming out, so he could just say whatever. Everyone would forget it. Cannot stand him. So Good Brothers come out. Carl says, soak it in. This is a monumental moment. The Good Brothers have arrived. We understand everywhere we go. Uh, it's a couple rock stars in the building. I finally have the Bullet Club in front of me. And I get the thank you I deserve. Gallows says, so now we ask the question. How hard is it to thank us for those big ass houses you live in? How hard is it, is it to thank us for the clothes that cover your baby's asses? Um, Carl says, here's your opportunity. Just say thank you. And then Tomatonga grabs the mic and he says, you want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you, good sisters, for leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling because the tag division was worse than your failed attempts at creating Bullet Club. Uh, he's like uh, the club and goes to like all these different names obviously referencing like the OC in WWE with AJ Styles he says nobody remembers it Carl says the good brothers have been there done that Gallo says seven times world tag team champs we have dominated every pro wrestling company with letters that matter damn so that means not AEW Right? They haven't dominated AEW at all. <laughs> they never held the tag, the AEW tag titles. I don't think Ring of Honor either. So just New Japan and Impact. <laughs> no, they had to have held the Ring of Honor titles. Why do you say that? I feel like it just makes sense. Here, wait. Let me go to Cage Match and look up uh, the Good Brothers titles. Let's see, I wonder how difficult this will be. Pretty difficult. Okay, it's not going to show up with one search. Good Brothers. There we go. Good Brothers, titles. <laughs> so, Impact, uh, Raw, IWGP, and Lariato Pro Tag Team Champs. <laughs> oh, good. Oh. So, I guess only. Four companies have letters that matter. One of them is Larietto. <laughs> they've been they've been those champs for five hundred and three days. Wow. All right. Well, um, Carl says, "Do you realize who we are?" And then Thomas says, "No, you've been everywhere because you've been fired from everywhere." There is one place you haven't been fired from, though, and that's Bullet Club. When we beat your ass, we're going to officially fire ass from Bullet Club. And then... What? That was just a weirdly phrased thing to say. It was, but I get it. I guess they weren't officially let go from Bullet Club because they joined WWE. Sure. Whatever. Um. Then we get Gresham knocked out backstage... So he's effectively not joining Team Impact. But the question is, who knocked out Gresham? Was it Macklin? 
Was it Honor No More? Was it Ian Riccoboni? <laughs> Ian, no. <laughs> or was it uh, Brian Myers? Or Jordan Grace? It was definitely Jordan Grace, let's be honest here. <laughs> Um, all right, so then we get Matt Cardona backstage, and he says, "A hard to kill. I had an opportunity. I lost. Did they offer me an apology after I was powerbombed to Chelsea? Uh, I then saw this, the digital media title. I knew I had to have it. I created this division. If it wasn't for me, there wouldn't be wrestlers vlogging or streaming. That's why I had to take this from Jordan Grace. I've been in the ring with everyone, but Jordan was my toughest ever." I know at No Surrender you have a rematch, so please be ready, because I'm always ready. That'll be a hell of a rematch. Yeah. Alright, so then we get OGK versus Rich Swan and Rhino. Yeah. Um. What's up with Matt Taven's gloves? I fucking hate those little things. He looks like Mickey Mouse. He does look like Mickey Mouse. I don't know. He doesn't want to get blood in his hands. Okay. <laughs> um, so Taven's too quick for Swan. Swan uh, gets drop kicked. He then sends Taven to ringside, but then um, Team Impact and Team Honor No More are like kind of at each other's throats and they get kicked out. Um, Taven then dives out onto Swan. Um, we get a super kick to Swan after Bennett fakes him out. Swan then kicks Taven in the face, and then Bennett Bennett takes Swan up on his shoulder, slams him into the ground. We get a brain buster to Swan uh, from Bennett, but he cannot finish the guy. Uh, Taven gets in. Taven fails the Ansegiri. We get a Cazadora into Bennett's arms. Um, uh, Taven wants a drop kick off the ropes, but Swan hits Bennett with a back body drop. Taven then, like, tries for, like, a fucking heel hook, but just cannot get it mm -hmm. um, for the life of him. There's an Ensegiri to Taven from Rhino once Rhino is... No, not Ensegiri to Taven from Rhino. That doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> Ensegiri to Taven from Swan. Rhino gets in. Um, we get some shots to the ribs of Taven, and then Maria throws, like, chalk or, like, talcum powder in the eyes of Rhino at OGK win. Yeah. yeah, pretty decent match. So then we get the um we get Ian Riccoboni, uh uh Carrie Silken and uh, the in ring announcer for Ring of Honor backstage. Steve Macklin walks in and, he, and after he had laid out OGK um after the last match, he says that wasn't for you. Uh Eddie Edwards and Chris Sabin walk in. And, and Macklin says, you need me on this team. Look at what I just did. Uh, Eddie says, I look at you and I do not see Impact Wrestling. Ian Riccoboni says, I've known Steve for almost a decade and you can trust him. Steve says, you know where I can't come from. We don't have to see eye to eye. Saban says, I say, we, I say we welcome him. Welcome to Team Impact. And we get some fist bumps all around. And maybe, maybe it was Ian Riccoboni's plan all along. Sow the seeds. Knock out Gresham. Dude, Ian's fucking... Ian's turning heel. Hell yeah. <laughs> That'd be so amazing. Then we, then we get the match. Uh, Ian Riccoboni versus Tom <laughs> Hannafin. Or D'Lo Brown. Because D'Lo wow. probably has more bloodlust in his mind at this point probably alright so then we get an interview with Giselle Shaw who debuted on BTI after Lady Frost beat Alicia Edwards she says you can't steal something you own if Lady Frost is a problem she can take it up with me next week when I make my debut then she'll find out the spotlight belongs to me and then we get Brian Myers versus W. Morrissey no DQ Hell of a match. This was so this was so so great. Yeah, so VSK uh gets taken out pretty much immediately. Uh then Morrissey just tosses Myers around. Uh 
Zicky holds on to Morrissey for Myers to get the roster cut on Morrissey, but it's just not enough. Uh, he says, let's get some tables out here. So they get some tables and then Zicky gets sent into one table and hits his head on the fucking concrete floor, which was kind of fucking horrible. You heard a slapping noise. And I didn't like it. Um, then we get a second table, but that like the legs of that table is, are broken. Um, the table clap, cl- mm, collapses beneath the weight of Morrissey and does not break. VSK gets launched into the table. He um fucking the table like the legs rip off of the table um when that happens which was fucking insane um then we go to commercial we come back uh morsey's hitting myers with a traffic sign there's some kendos to the back of morsey and then a belly to uh, or back to belly belly to back suplex to morsey some more kendo shots. Morrissey gets duct taped to the ropes, and then like he just gets fucking worked over. Um, eventually, a trash can gets into the ring um, and sent to the body of Morrissey. Uh, another trash can gets put next to Morrissey, and then Myers hits a coast-to-coast dropkick, sending that trash can into Morrissey. Um, Myers goes for the roster cut again, but gets a lariat uh, once Morrissey gets free of the tape. There's a big splash to Myers and then a big boot and then a power bomb to Myers. And I don't know why, but I always write it in my notes like this. Um, in Seinfeld, um, you know, the, the the episode where they're asking, like, what counts as um, as sex? Yeah. And Jerry says, well, when the nipple makes its first appearance. <laughs> yeah. The tax have made their first appearance. Um, so therefore, this is a death match. Now it's a death match. <laughs> <laughs> Myers gets power bombed into those tacks twice. So does that mean yesterday's <laughs> Texas death match wasn't a death match because there were no tacks? The tacks did not make their first appearance, and therefore, by our definition, it was not a death match. You know, Sorry, Lance. Maybe, maybe instead of just tax it's either tax or the ropes are removed never seen that before so sure yeah i saw it once before i think it happened in aw once once recently yeah last night (laughs) i was sworn it was like a like a might have been with like anthony gogo I don't know why I remember a go-go and, and the ropes being removed. Maybe it was the pinnacle. I don't know. I remember I being know. used as a weapon. I have no clue. Hmm. Anyway. Um, did you finish the match? Yes. Okay. Uh, so the moose comes out and attacks Morrissey. Puts his head in a chair and then smacks the chair with another chair. It was very safe. Everything Moose was doing was very safe. Um, but this was one hell of a match. I didn't think that a match this caliber would be featuring fucking Brian Myers. But here we are. Yeah. Or have also, Zicky Dice involved. Shout out to the commitment of Zicky Dice and VSK for just laying there for the entire rest of the match. Yeah. Um, good thing that we know that they're both okay because mm. this was taped. But uh, I was worried about both of them. Yeah, Zicky smacked his head on the on the tile floor. Yeah, he smacked it hard. Um, and VSK looked like he hit his head on the frame of the table. Um, yeah. not great. Yeah. But, not controllable, but like not great. But we did well, see VSK. VSK did show up at Beyond with Cardona, so we know he's okay. And Zicky yeah. Dice is streaming, and and he's got an event coming up, so we know he's fine. Yeah. All right, so that's that's our recap of tonight's Impact. Fantastic show. You want to go into uh, our bests of the night? Yee. All right, so before we get into the best of the night, if you have a question for a question segment, leave it in the chat right now, and we'll get to it after our best of the night. Um, and also, before we get to best of the night, 
Let me give an update on the top 10 wrestlers in pro wrestling. WWE is down another person in the top 10. They've only got two people in the top 10 now. Mm. Oh. So, number 10 from Dragon Gate. Uh, Big Boss, Sh- I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Shimizu. Uh, number 9 from BJW, Daisuke Sekimoto. Number 8 from Rampage, one half of the AEW Tag Champions, Luchasaurus. Um, I don't know why I said from Rampage. Um, number 7 from Dragon Gate, Dragon Dia. Number 6 from Ele- uh, God, from AEW. Dante Martin. From Elevation. Because <laughs> I write down the last show that they're on. Oh. Uh, number five, the other half of the AEW Tag Team Champs, Jungle Boy. Number four, the TBS Champion, Jade Cargill. Number three, the TNT Champion, Sammy Guevara. Uh, number two... The Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. And finally, number one, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair and Becky are, like, dead tied. But Charlotte has one more win over over Becky. Oh, all right, all right. So, I, I like the... V- uh, diversity? Variety? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the variety. Yeah, it's it's a lot better than last year's when WWE was demolishing the top ten. Yeah. All right, so do you want to do the best of the night? So promo of the night, I think it's easy. Scott and Josh. Yeah, yeah. There is no there is no contest. Alright, Wrestler of the Night. Um, let's see. Oh, this is a tough one. Because three of today's matches weren't anything special. Two were were squashes or very short matches. So I'll say, I'll give you three choices. Matt Taven, Brian Myers, and W. Morrissey. I've got I've Brian got a Myers. choice. Okay, that was my choice. Yeah. I really liked watching him today. He was so good. He was so damn good. Alright. Now let's talk about match of the night. Again, I don't think there's any contest, but we'll still go through it as always. Um and as always we go from the worst match to the best match of the night. And we'll talk about which one's the match of the night. So worst match with a three out of ten, Chelsea Green versus Mickey James. Very short. Very, very short. DQ finish. Nothing special. Uh, okay. ne- next up, 4 out of 10. Uh, OGK versus Rich Swan and Rhino. I don't know why. Uh, I-, I thought this match was just fine because it was a bit overbooked with the whole um, Maria and the chalk and then everyone getting kicked out. Um, but the okay. the actual wrestling itself was really good. I want to see more of OGK. Um, next up, another four out of ten. Diana Peraza over Santana Garrett. It was it was a decent enough match. The finish was a bit wonky, but it was it was fine. Uh, then four out of ten. Big Con versus Josh Alexander squash. Um, but it made me laugh. It made me laugh so hard. Okay, fair enough. And then, finally, again, I don't think there's a contest. With an 8 out of 10. Brian Myers versus W. Morrissey. No DQ. This was a hell of a match. I agree. It's uh, it's in contention for match of the week. It's in contention. Hmm, okay. Alright, so, do you want to talk, do you want to answer some questions? I'll answer a question. Okay. 
All right. And then uh, after we answer your questions, Twitch, stick around. We will uh, we will raid somebody. We'll raid. Uh, Mitch is streaming right now. We'll raid him. Oh, sweet. It'll be a shock to everyone, but <laughs> he's a good friend of ours. All right. So Miriam asked. Uh, I'm with you, Mark, in that I never thought a DQ match like this, uh, uh, a no DQ match like this could ever include someone like Brian Myers and be so good. So why do you guys think it worked? Why was this such a great match that we never even considered could happen? Uh, oh, that's a good question. It's a combination of things. Uh, mm hmm you had Brian Myers, who's not like a main eventer, at least right now. He was brought to Morrissey's level with the help of Zicky Dice and VSK, and it being a no DQ match, where really anyone is on anyone's level. Um, but why? Uh, do you have an answer for this? Can you read the question one more time? Um, uh, why do you think this this match with Brian Myers and, and W. Morrissey worked? Why was it such a great match that we never oh. even considered could happen? Oh, oh yeah. I, I think it's just because Brian Myers has kind of been goofy for mm -hmm. so long. And like we did, I kind of thought this was going to be a squash. And when it very clearly wasn't going to be a squash and it, on either side, and like it became a match, I think that's when it was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This is something to watch. And and I think this is also just you're letting the wrestlers just be wrestlers. You're letting them just work their characters. Brian Myers is very good with character work. And Morrissey is very good at being brutal and and big as hell. Um, this is just letting two guys just do what they do. Yeah, and I think that's that's another thing is that like there was a chance that it would be a squash in the direction of Myers winning because Myers had two people on his side that could easily overpower him. Not easily, but like they could like kind of like pull some shit. They're scrappy. Mm. Um and it could have been a squash on Morrissey's side because the learning tree is fucking goofy as shit. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't like even though Myers had two people on his side, it wasn't overbooked at all because they were uh knocked out pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I I just think that like I think that like underestimation is what really got us at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'd watch a million more of these matches. I thought this was so much fun. The only thing for me that would have made this a 10 out of 10, no joke, is if Brian Myers won, but Matt Cardona comes in and gives a radio silence to W Morrissey onto the tax. Okay. Um, I mean, I like seeing less Matt Cardona as as little as possible. I want more Matt Cardona. I want him I to be a new do. belt collector. This is this is this will be forever the divide between us. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, I I think also just like knowing that Brian Myers is like actually like a teacher. Yeah. And like actually somebody that like people go to mm -hmm. for wrestling lessons makes it more fun because i'm like that's like a wrestling dad yeah he he's just showing us how it's done yeah and i i thought it was a really it was like a fucking it was really good and i think um no dq and and deathmatch is really help with um showing us more of what people are capable of um, because it it solidified Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa as stars. It solidified the Bunny as as a star. Matt Cardona became so big because of his work in GCW and death matches. And I I think that you have if you're gonna do a no DQ match, it's gotta be rough. Like I feel like the moment that the crowd starts asking for tables, that's when you fucked it up. Yeah, like that's when you lost it. Yeah. Um, and that that's what happens a lot in WWE no DQ matches. It's like maybe we get a table maybe we get a chair maybe we get a kendo stick but like they got creative like what why was morrissey hitting myers with a fucking traffic sign yeah yeah 
it's it's they kept a great pace going it was just very well booked yeah and more seems overpowered for a while too which i thought was awesome like the duct tape spot was good and like it, it and like Morrissey was actually stuck in it. He didn't like super power out of it or wasn't like wrapped up unwell. Myers had to cut him out because there would be no other way to pin him. Yeah. And I think that's something that like Myers could be an absolute joke. Like, yeah, they definitely could have gone that route, but they made him kind of like a serious dude here. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I thought that was awesome. It yeah. was, there was character and there was, action and i think that's the just those two things i think that's what made it a fun fucking match yeah definitely definitely especially because like again and that's to drag this out but just because like i i know like in wwe like you get the big guy versus kind of like the mid-card dude and it's like oh well, we know where this is fucking going mm-hmm. and i kind of thought that we knew where this was going because it's morrissey of all fucking people yeah but no it was awesome and i'm not complaining going back to like thinking of uh, no DQ and death matches is like making stars. Um, the Lucha Bros became our favorite tag team when they had their steel cage match against the Young Bucks. And we started to love the Young Bucks after that match. Like, it, for some reason, those kinds of matches can do a lot for somebody's career and a lot for fan perception. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, after Hangman's match with Lance yesterday, I think uh, Hangman solidified himself as like a damn good champ. Even though he's already been through two matches where it got bloody as hell. This one was uh, intense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's all the questions we have. Liz, would you like to close out the show? Yes, if you tuned in tonight, thank you so much. And if you tune in in the future, thank you so much. Um, happy almost Valentine's Day. If you want me to be your Valentine, or Mark to be your Valentine, let me know. Or let Mark know. Let one of us know. <laughs> if you want me to be your Valentine, let Liz know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm kind of like the manager for Valentine's over here. You're the Paul um, Heyman of Valentine's. I'm the Paul Heyman of Valentine's, what can I say? <laughs> um, and if you want to tell me that you love me, you can. There's still time. Um... Please tune in on Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. For what, what time the are we doing sh- Saturday. Probably sometime on Saturday. Okay. Uh, I, I would say maybe. I, I like to do it actually in like the afternoon. Afternoon. Um, early evening. Just because I, you know, it's Saturday. Uh, we never checked when Warrior Wrestling is happening. Because <laughs> that's, that's the top voted one right now. Um, let's see. Upcoming shows. Um, Warrior Wrestling, it is 12th. Yeah, it's Saturday. But what time on Saturday? I have a feeling it's going to be towards the night time. Um, let's see. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling. Um, bell time is 7 p.m. So (laughs) either we do it at night or we can't do warrior wrestling. We will figure it out. Whatever you guys want us to do, we will do it. It will be fun. I am excited. Mark, are you excited? I am. Good. Okay, great. Um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we will be back. And we love you. And remember, Valentine's Day is not just for couples. You can have your dog as your Valentine. You can have your best friend as your Valentine. You can have... Uh, David Attenborough, the guy who narrates all of the Planet Earth what are you, uh, what are movies, you about? shows as your Valentine. Anybody can be your Valentine, including me. No. Don't encourage people to stalk other people. Don't gatekeep Valentine's Day. <laughs>
right. make your mailman your valentine hand him like a little valentine's day card and be like "Ooh, who's this for i don't know and then it says mailman on the front of it remember Done. twitch stick around we'll be rating our our good friends over at tv spicy <laughs> boys um <laughs> check out our twitter at pinfall podcast to stay up to date on what we're doing on our saturday saturday show um and and join us saturday for warrior wrestling again keep up to date on our twitter pinfall podcast is our, our everything twitch youtube spotify uh twitter at pinfall podcast I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine two three. And join us this weekend, as I already said. And we'll be back after that on Tuesday for WWE 2K22. All right, have a great rest of your week, everybody. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Saturday. I'm like a mole. Oh, I got a raid. Let's see. I don't even know if they're still alive. Oh no, you've made promises that you can't keep. I, I haven't refreshed our following page. There we go. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody.